chest, speak it with your mouth. Five ring kings is what we're talking about. From Mars to the V block, everybody shout L A L A. Big city of dreams, but everything in L A ain't always what it seems. You might get fooled by those other guys in town, but we're down by law. We know our way around too much. Hey, the house. Welcome to episode two ninety four. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, what's up, everybody? And we're back again with another loss at the Digs. What else have to go three two? Seventh game, seventh, right? I'm I'm trying not even to count. Seven, um, yeah, seven winless, seven winless no, games, seven, seven winless, and um, yeah, and we're still here. Hi, everybody. We're three, three, three points out of a possible twenty-one points. Three, yes. Uh, that is equal to one win, one win, uh, out of seven tries. I mean, you know, obviously we have, that's not how that played out, but, um, yeah, man, we, uh, that, that certainly was an El Trafico, wasn't it? You know, what's funny is that the, the, the game itself, it's, it was, not your, say- your traditional uh, Traffico, uh, obviously the buzz wasn't uh, the same. Obviously the atmosphere wasn't the same. Um, it did. It, it kind of seemed that both sides kind of was. They were definitely aware that there was something different. I know both sides uh, were saying that this doesn't feel like a normal Traffico. Um, the game itself, the way it kind of played out, in that the Galaxy showed, you know, that they actually wanted to win the game and they showed urgency and you know the Sometimes. you know for, the, for, the, the, the for, way for bits i was right for, for bits. bits of the of the game they showed urgency they showed i think overall i mean well i, I think the, the the thing is is i i, I we we have said it before you know that they, they can they can go oh and whatever but you play against your rival and you're gonna get pumped up look what happened with portland and seattle seattle exactly. supposed to supposed to run over portland without any sort of resistance and that didn't happen so and you know the galaxy gave lasc resistance they uh, this is one where i i saw the game and i was like okay well again it could have gone either way um and just like uh, in games past it's you know you make mistakes and a good team is going to make you pay for them and that's exactly what happened and um in that sense it was like a traditional El Clasico in that right. sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I mean, I but, always knew it was going to be a back and forth goal and goal battle because um, it's just how it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, aside aside from everything happening, even just on the field, the, the just the game itself, the, the rivalry didn't feel that contentious um, as yeah. it has. And to be honest, this may be my lowest rated energy level funness of the El Clasico series. Of course. Why honest, do you keep yeah. calling it El Clasico? Oh, why do I keep saying El Trafico? I keep saying that. I was going to say, are you, are, you, are you one of the Battle of Los Angeles people now, Bobby? Oh, God. You know I'm not. Calm down. What's funny is that <laughs> since our last recording, which was uh, on, on Monday night, the game, the, the, the game itself is probably the least newsworthy thing that happened all week we kind of knew where the game was was headed we knew that it was not going to be the same and leading up to the game you had 
two letters <laughs> coming out yeah. from, from from both sides. You had a uh, a, a media conference or a media day uh, in which Greg Vanny that was said some things. things. Mm-hmm. Some things. We'll get to it. Uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. So so I mean, as I okay, this is just my opinion. Uh, I'll ask my producer here because uh, I said I, I think the game is probably the least thing that's that is should be talked about it's oh galaxy lost again we you know okay what, what else is new um do we just talk about the other stuff that happened immediately after we we recorded uh because it dropped uh, i think on well, tuesday I mean, could, and well, then a could, response on wednesday yeah, and then the you, and then the oh, media i can on just tell you right now i could just tell you right now if you stop talking you could make a whole overall you could bring it bring up that whole it, it, the, everything up but bring it in the sense of the entire story because it is the entire story throughout to the game yeah. and post right, of I course mean, it's, it's all so yeah definitely but let's not let's not disclude the game let's not talk about just one Let's not just talk about one thing think, and repeat it over and over and over. Let's 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 get yeah, it moving. Yeah, no, but Bobby's Bobby's right in that the game versus last week. Last week we pretty much ignored the game because the game wasn't part of the overall story. Mm-hmm. And in, I think in this week's case, it is part of the overall story. I think that all of the stuff that has been happening for the past, you know, let's depends on how far you want to pull it back. All this stuff that's been happening over the last eight years has, you know, a culmination in, in this game. But in the, if we're talking about the immediate, you know, week leading up to El Trafico, there's, it's, it's part of the, the, the overall narrative, I think. So there is a reason why this Trafico felt different. Um, and that is mainly because the supporters are obviously still on strike and um, the galaxy as an organization I feel um, made some interesting moves this week in the steps to try and bring those supporter groups back into the fold before El Trafico. And I feel like some of the things that um, that is getting put out there in terms of the way the galaxy approach things might be exaggerated a little bit, but I, but that plays into like the overall story of, <clears throat> of El Trafico. Right, and this edition of El Trafico. I don't know how. What what is this uh, edition of, of El Trafico? Is like sixteen or seventeen? It was like eighteen. Yeah, it was like eighteen or something. Okay, so um, obviously after last weekend's debacle, we had, and then knowing that this game was coming was happening on Sunday, it was going to be the showcase of MLS because it was the only game that's happening on Sunday. Every other game happened. Saturday where you had to be on MLS 360 to kind of keep track of all the games. And, and, you know, this, this was like by itself, the, all this, all of the Apple TV spotlights are on this game. This is the very first L Trafico in the Apple TV era. Um, So obviously the galaxy is an organization, whether you think they're concerned with the supporter groups, uh, boycotting or not made steps toward bringing getting the supporter groups to come back which tells me a lot this tells me within it's Attempts. been it's been what is this match day eight the yeah. boycott has been happening since uh december the season the beginning of, but even the beginning of the year when yeah, we found out about Chris Klein. So December, if we want to even call it preseason, okay, mid-January, we're in mid-April, that's four months, right? 
this boycott has been happening for four months, really eight weeks of the season. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people felt that the boycott wasn't going to do anything. It wasn't going to create any change. Bobby, you thought you thought that this was going to do nothing. No, I. If you go back to the In, episodes, I, I, we said it multiple. You said times. nothing I was going to change. If, if nothing, yes, the, the decline was never going to go anywhere. That's what I said. That's mm-hmm. not going to change. I said the boycott will only work if the galaxy continue to be poor performance and continue to lose, mm-hmm. and that is mm-hmm. what is happening. That is what okay. I said. So, so one of the things that 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 was I felt a little bit contentious was you didn't think that this was going to cause a change. You thought that it was going to be more about the results on the field. And I do think that you're, you're correct in your assessment that the results in the field were going to take a huge part in, in what was going to happen with the, with the, 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 the the way the team was going to react. And we are, we both argued that, look, this has been happening since 2017. We've had poor results if they didn't care about, if they were going to care about poor results, that would have happened by now. Um, but up until this point, there was no boycott. We had bad results. There was, but there was no boycott. Now that there is a boycott, you have the team reacting in in a way where they're, they've stopped looking at the 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 coaching level, the you know the player personnel level. It's not about that anymore. Chris Klein came out with a letter. I'm sure everybody who listens to this pod knows exactly what it was that Chris Klein said. It was unfortunate that it came out the day after we recorded. Uh, and we normally, we record on Tuesdays. You know, last week we decided to do Monday. And they, you know, that letter came out on Tuesday. We could have talked about it. But regardless of all that, this is, I feel like, the first semi-public, because it wasn't, it wasn't exactly public. The letter was sent out to season ticket members. Now they had to have known that it was going to get shared widely across social media, which it did. Um, but again, like I think that the letter in itself backfired in a way that they did not expect it to backfire because the language is vague. The prompt, the expectation is low and it was just a very cowardly way to 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 come out and 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 address the issue but i will say this the fact that it was a semi public statement the fact that chris klein came out and said oh i get it if the, if we don't meet these goals which what are the goals i don't know if we fall short, I will step aside. That is the first indication that this is this has anything to do with him whatsoever. And I think that in part is due to the, the protests and the boycott. And and that to me, within the eight weeks of the season or seven weeks of the season, that's a huge win for the supporter groups. That's a huge win for the for the fans of the galaxy it's a definite win for them but of course remember it, it, it's because they're at a level where it's at so pinched and everything has been so going so wrong for them 
and then ahead of El Clasico, why do it again? El Trafico, um, you know, they, they, they definitely were trying to get them back. I mean, there's reports that Chicha even called in some, some of the supporter group uh, right. members as well. That was off. on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, and, and then, you know, and then you get you also get their their response and how like they're kind of they're kind of just saying, well, fuck it. You know, we're going to. Well, damn it. My, my cut. Sorry. Um <laughs> Well, the team you broke also, your own rule, Bobby. <laughs> the, the the team also, you know, was kind of like, well, we don't care, we don't care. If 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 nobody's right. here, then it drives us anyways. You know, like well, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're gonna play anyways. And then there were also supporters that were upset, like as you said, about the 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 vagueness and the, and the the language that was used, as in step aside. You know, that a lot of a lot of the supporters don't want to hear step aside. They want to see out. Gone. Yeah, right. Not a Gone. part of it. At I all. will leave. Yeah. I will um, dissolve my relationship. Yes. So, so, so <laughs> that's what they want to hear. So for them, I know there were certain fans online were like, "Oh, is this going to change? Are the fans coming back?" Like, no, this letter is not going to change the supporter yeah. group's mind at all. I mean, just just expect the supporter groups to not come back at all this year unless Klein actually leaves. Yeah, um, and I think I think uh, um, obviously again. Andrew Alessana's response from uh, the LA Riot Squad, it, it's been shared out there. I'm sure everybody knows exactly what it was. It said we don't need to like repeat it or, or read it out loud. But his, I feel like his letter was direct to the point. It gave exactly what it is that they was, very good. was wanted out of them. I, I think it 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 is like a huge, I mean, I guess Andrew has nothing to lose. He has no PR to, to you know, to spin the, you know, uh, I'm sure that the language that we use in the letter was combed over within an inch of its life by the Galaxy, you know, legal team versus, you know, the guy from Riot Squad, the president of Riot, the Riot Squad, writing yeah, the letter write on his... letter after yeah. he gets off of work, you know? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so... I feel like that letter again was was the it's it set a good tone. I think it's exactly it made clear what it is that that they're we're all mad about. Um, now the was it the next day that there was a press conference? It was was it Wednesday or was it Thursday, Bobby? It was Thursday. It was Thursday. Okay, so Thursday there's a press conference, and you have Greg Vanny out there, just. You can tell how irritated he is that the fact that he has to answer questions. And I feel like Scott French's question kind of irritated him even more. So, like, it it, it gave him a, an annoyance um, I mean, the way also, he worded it. But it also, it, he, I mean, it also questioned his, like, love and care for the club as well. And that's what the, what really right. pissed them off as well. I know. And, and, I, and I do think that it's... <laughs> I agree with the question. I agree with the way that the question was asked, but I know that there fine. is, it was, it was, it was something that you knew was going to elicit a response, an emotional response out of Greg Vanny. And I think that he made every single step wrong. Um, one of the things that really, really rubbed me the wrong way. And to be honest, might have lost me in terms of being on Vanny's side is the fact that he said that they're there. He's been there for, you know, whatever, 170 games. I forgot what it was that he said. That basically, he's been there. Don't tell me that you love the club more than Don't I. tell me. Right. Which is wrong. Because we've been there this whole time. He came, he played for the team, he left, he got, he had a career, he came back. You cannot tell 
the heart, the the most dedicated offense that their love for the club is not as great as somebody who is being paid money to be there. I'm sorry. I get that. Yes, he, I, I agree. Maybe he can love the club, but yeah. the fact that you marginalize your fans, your fan base, who's already mad at you and call them noise. And I know he's not specifically calling the fan base that is boycotting or that's, that's protesting noise. No, he's, he's talking, talking about, about he's talking about media. He's talking about the situation. He's talking about it. He's talking about the poop. Right. All of it. But when you already have a fan base that's mad at you and mad at the organization and you say something like that, that's just going to irritate people even more. That's going to not was, keep you on your side. It's it You know wrong, what it was? You know was what mad. he did? You, no, no, no. I'll it tell was, you what Greg Vanny did right now. You know, I just dawned on me right now. We were all the ref looking at the VAR and then here comes Vanny tapping us on the shoulder. Calling us noise, calling the calling these these uh, supporters that are boycotting, you know, not questioning the love for the club. That's that's Greg Vanny. That you know, the, he's tapping the ref on the. He did what Casares did. See, is I, what I I'm know, saying. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but um, because that's a bad analogy. But I get what you're trying to go. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, I get it. He shouldn't have said those words, but I mean, he, as as much as you're getting upset, he gets upset with people challenging him on loving this club and caring and wanting to make this club better and wanting to get this club working and being put together. But the thing is, nobody's ca- nobody was challenging him. No, I know. but it's Nobody just, is challenging him in that situation. The, but that whole week, the, 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 the pressure cooker that was being put on him and uh, just, just the performance that they had to, 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 had to come out on that Sunday was a lot. And he's tired of hearing all, this, all of this. You got to understand that. Okay, so uh, I, I, I won't go off too much, but here's the thing. I feel for Greg Vanny in that he's the one that has to be put in front of the camera because his bosses are cowards and won't speak for themselves, and they won't put themselves in front of a camera. In that sense, I feel for Greg Vanny. He shouldn't be asking uh, – I'm sorry. He shouldn't be answering questions in regards to what is happening it should be chris klein it should be karofsky those are the ones that are the target of you know this noise that is happening so in that sense i do get that there is frustration on greg banny's part um and with the way the season has been going for him, probably his job may very well be on the line if this continues. So yes, he is feeling that stress and he is feeling the frustration. Obviously, you saw him vent a couple of weeks ago when he was going off on the refs and how things aren't going uh, the, the Galaxy's way. So yes, he's frustrated and I get that. Now, as far as the pressure, this is where I don't have sympathy for him. That's your job. If you were literally in any other league in the world and not MLS where there is no accountability and there really is no pressure, you'd be gone. You would be absolutely gone if you started off the season 0-6 and, and then had the game that you had uh, against Houston where your team just absolutely melted down. I don't ahead care. Of ahead, ahead of, of a rivalry. Of- yes. Ahead of the rivalry game. And if it didn't happen then, it certainly would have happened today. it would have happened today that you would have been fired. So don't sit there and tell me that, oh, there's so much pressure. No, there isn't any pressure. You're safe at the moment. 
If you were literally in any other league in the world, yeah, you would have been gone by now. And you know what? It wouldn't have mattered. I don't care what your context is in that I've been here for three seasons and I'm not allowed to to, to judge you on what you've done in the first six can, games. No. Can I that just, is one can of I the just most- say can I just say I love the 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 context comment that he that Greg Vanny had because what what did he say? He said you can't look at this in uh, you know, out of context, you have to add all the context in it. You know, it's not just about this moment or whatever. And then he goes through yeah, you can't pull the different out of a full right. Yeah. But then he goes through and he talks about oh, we've had you know uh, injuries, we've had bad calls, we've had this, we've had this. You know, this player not you know coming in, coming in healthy. We we're still missing players. We have a transfer ban. Uh, coming up, we have this, and uh, we have a, 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 a what do you call it? A million dollar fine. I'm like, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. You cannot, you cannot add the things that that the supporters are protesting or the the supporters are boycotting for, and use it as context for the reason that the team is not performing because you're because that's part of it because that's the part that what, is, what, what's, is is the thing that that is putting stuff over the top not only is it bad performance not only is it poor team building and poor infrastructure that has been put into place that Chris Klein has had 10 years to to make right to get it right Greg Vanny is now adding in the fact that they are sanctioned as part of their context for not performing at the start of the season. That's the reason, dude. That's the yeah, reason well, why we're mad. The, Don't the add irony, that as context. That is I think a, he realized something that of when your he said own it. doing. I think it like he shouldn't have said he shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> his eyes kind of changed when he said yeah, it. And he was just like huh. he, a huge misstep. Huge misstep. And it and it only makes it look like he's defending his boss without Without context, to be honest with you, the, because the, you have the, to look at the, his history. And you go like, man, I'm going to bat for this dude, and and Chicha I'm getting thrown under the bus for this well. dude. I think Chicha followed in line with uh, what Vanny was saying. As that well. was today, right? That was, was that, that was today. Was that after the game? That yeah. was after the game. Yeah, yeah. The 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 thing is, is that I I don't think anybody expected or wanted to put. Greg Vanny or the players in a position to choose. That's not their fight, right? Um, I think that's part... I think in any other circumstance, I would... The noise comments is that, right? I, I think if, if if it wasn't for the boycott, if it's, it's, if it's people kind of just saying their pieces, that's a normal response. That's what coaches say. Hey, you know what? This doesn't involve us. We gotta, we gotta basically block out all the stuff that's being said in the media. Block out all the stuff that is being said by the fans and blah blah blah. We have a job to do. So in that sense, if the context is that, I I get it. I think in any other any other situation, it's something that I would agree with. Except that you know he goes on and puts his foot in his mouth and says some other things that you know again it's just unnecessary for example no one really asked him to defend chris klein he actually kind of went out of his way to bring him up you know he said when, when he was talking about you know love for the team he didn't have to go in there and say chris klein's name but he did he actually had to say oh well blah 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 and this person yeah, this person and then, and then kind of stop the and then all of a sudden yeah. yeah, and I think he was like the last one. Oh, oh, and Chris Klein. Yeah, yeah, you know, went out of his way to just kind of like, okay, I'm gonna put Chris in that in that situation, or or in that um, 
you know, camp, um, camp. That seems yeah. Bad. So yeah. And then he did it like two or three times where he had to cut, like double back and just kind of put Chris in there and defend him and just kind of put him in a, in a positive light. I go, and I said to myself, you didn't need to do that. Like you could have stayed away from me, but you chose to basically name drop him in a sense where, okay, it's, it's, but where, where it did sound that he's basically drawing a line in the sand and he knew it was exactly where to go. Even if he secretly says, well, obviously I'm going to have to side with my boss. My job is in his hands. You don't really say it. You know, you, you kind of keep that to yourself. It was kind of a really like, you know, weird thing to say. It was at the very least. It's how he feels. All his comments were, were very tone deaf. It's, were very, very tone yes. deaf in, in so that, so. you know, not only because, because I kind of feel that, that, I mean, but that's what the galaxy has been, has been bad at for a long time is reading but, the room. But is this, but is this really a, I mean, I, it's one thing to where it's, this is the social media team where it's going to go through, sure. appar- apparently going to go through some sort of filter and some sort of final decision of what should be put out there and what should be said and what shouldn't be said where you, you know, it's not spontaneous. So, you know, that the social media, whatever social media posting is 100% tone deaf and has been for a very long time, but a press conference where it's not necessarily rehearsed per se, you know, um, that's something different. So there are things that he can keep. No, but I'm, I'm sure they get coached on certain answers. I'm sure oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. if I'm this sure. comes up, this is how you have to play it. But yeah, it is, it but, is really interesting that, that he kind of, you know, chose to, to go down that Avenue and he could have very easily said like, you know, Hey, that's, you know, that, that all of that stuff is, is not what worried about. I'm here to worry about, you know, the soccer and the, the performance of the team and not really address right. the boycott and, and sort of put it back on, on Klein and stuff. And you said, yeah, his job is in, um, in the hands of, of those people that he's defending. But I mean, is it because that letter that Klein said basically said, Vanny has a five-year plan. So does that mean they're going to let that five-year plan play out? What's, uh, because if I, I'm not if gonna... you follow if you follow what the letter that Chris Klein sent you know does there's a five year plan that five year plan is going to play out and this is where we're going to be at the end of that five years so then what do you do when something's not working right and do you you know that this is literally a case where it's going to hurt me to say this. Chris Klein is now not trusting the process because that's what they're telling the fans to do. They're asking them to trust the process. So if they pull the trigger on that, I, to me, that sounds like Greg Vanny has four and a half years or another year and a half left on his thing before they cut the cord, the rip cord on that. Because up until that point, he can prove them wrong. But in four and a half years, if we're still not hitting those metrics, guess what? He's not going to have a job anymore. But for right now, in year three, at starting year three, I think his job is safe. So I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on something like that. And then even if they do, what is it? So, you know, how are they going to answer for that based on, the again, the things that Chris Klein said? The, um, the, in, in, the, the, in the thing letter. with... 
I'm not going to rant about the letter. Uh, I I wanted to, but uh, I, I'm I'm not going to. But obviously, the the vagueness of that letter was one of the things that obviously upset the fans among every other sentence that was you know put the pen in in that email. Um, I mean, it even started off incorrectly in that you didn't send it you know you did not put that in you know on social media right you didn't say you know you you, you targeted a specific uh demographic so you know just right off the bat it was it was uh, starting off on the wrong foot but the vagueness of it was so infuriating um but let me play devil's advocate here because he doesn't necessarily – everyone assumed that it's basically making the playoffs that the Galaxy had to do in order for Chris Klein to keep his job, right? But he never – but technically he didn't really say what the goal was. In the letter, it said, you know, the five-year plan – and then we have uh, we had goals which included uh, making the playoffs in 2022. Had no no mention of 2021. By the way, he didn't even mention 2021. Was was uh, I'm under the impression that's too far back that it that it well that was <laughs> we had, Greg Manny's first year. year. They didn't even try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess not. Uh, but in Gre- Greg Manny's first year, I know that the goal at least. That the way I remember it was making the playoffs, right? Because he didn't make the playoffs in 2020. Uh, you, uh, I think that was one of those things where it's like, well, hey, you've made I mean, the playoffs twice in those in in you know x amount of years. Uh, 2021 was you had to at least make the playoffs. Doesn't matter how you get in, you just had to get in, right? And then you build yeah. off of that. So the letter basically completely for goals 2021. Okay, let's just say that. Wasn't, wasn't one of the first for the first thing that Greg Vanning said he was going to do was fix the defense. I remember him saying, uh, uh, and again, to, to his credit, th- this is where I will give Greg Vanny. Have we? I, I do. No, I do. we have it. We, A little bit. We, we, we have we it. We're still an experiment. To his credit, I, I, I will say this. Has he fixed the defense? No. But I will give him credit that he attempted. Every player that he signed was defensive. We talked about this in 2021. We talked about this in 2022. He genuinely tried to fix it, right? You brought in Bond. You brought in Sega. You brought in Williams. You brought in um, Edwards. You brought in Leardom. You brought in um, Brugman, which is def- you know a defensive uh, a defensive midfielder. You brought in uh, who was the other guy? Um, uh, Revelison. You were bringing in guys to help the defense. You just didn't really hit with any of the players. And the one yeah. player, by the way, this year, and, I, and, I, and I'll talk about him later because I still want to say what you know, what I need to say about Chris Klein. And the one person that has worked out has been in your organization this whole goddamn time. Yeah. Well, and he, I mean, you know, he, best... he hasn't been ready. This, you know, if we're talking about Jalen Neal, he wasn't ready. I'm not sure until... if he wasn't. No, I'm not sure if, if that's the case. Compared to, like, I know he's young. But when you brought you, you put him in here because Sega was out and because Mavingo started the, the the season injured, so you put him in there. And in a matter of two or three games, he is by far, and it's not even close. I feel embarrassed. It's second. not even close. I, I he think he was the best, best defender. defender. In, I think he was the best defender in El Tráfico. That's for sure. He well, he's best, been um, the best defender. He's phenomenal. Period. Right. He's phenomenal. This yeah. whole season. But, we'll come back to Jalen. Yeah, we'll come back yeah, to Jalen. Yeah, 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 anyway. Yeah. So. So. Giving 
the uh, the fact that 2021 doesn't count. Fine, you make the playoffs in 2022, and then you advance. Uh, you know, the the following year. Okay, so a lot of people read it as win a game. Is it okay? Did you make the playoffs? And let's say in 2022, it's, it's you made it's advancing in the playoffs. To me, that means make it further than you did last year. Okay, that's which what it is, means to me. Right. Okay. All, so all so there's also that. All of it is up for interpretation. Either way, that bar is in the dirt, man. Right. That well, here, bar is so low. We used to playing. set the bar for MLS, and now our bar is, well, let's win a game or right. two in the playoffs. Right, which is, again, one of the reasons why the boycott is happening. But let me play devil's advocate here. I know no one sees this. I know no one wants to see it because it's probably not going to play in their narrative. And to be honest, it's probably not the bar. I will be honest that I, I I'm saying that. so I'm playing devil's advocate here. And then what, what since, made since it worse? The goal, sorry, 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 sorry. What made it worse is that Vanny was like, "There's more teams in MLS. It's hard now to do this." Oh my goodness, that made me upset. That I mean, I'm getting red right now thinking okay, about that comment. But 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 that but that's what oh, I. You put some flames around me right now. But that's where but that's where like I had said a few weeks back. These, regardless of whether the excuses are legitimate or not, you need to stop making them. Is it harder to win MLS Cup now than it was, you know, 15 years ago? Yes, it is. Of course it but, is. But you of know what? That's not an excuse. I don't care how true that statement is. No, you have Your to job the is to, to right. Yeah. Your job is to win a trophy. Your job is not, well, there's too many teams now. So, you know, you're going to have to give me a little slack here. No, dude. That's, again, you're making excuses. That is, I don't care how true that statement is. It is an excuse. It is 100% an excuse. Again, it for me, I lost so much respect for Greg Vanny during that press conference. But let me go back to what I was saying. Devil's advocate here. Since officially Chris Klein did not say what the goals were in 2023, and he just said advancing in the playoffs. Let me play devil's advocate. Did Greg Vanny not say at the end of 2022 that in 2023, the Galaxy were going to compete for the Supporter Shield? They were going to compete yes. for MLS Cup. They were yes. going to compete for U.S. Open Cup. So if yes. part of their five-year plan, year number three, was to be that competitive, that you were one of the best teams in the league, for him to go out and say that I am competing for the top trophies that this league has to offer, is that not the goal? Yeah, is the Lewis. goal not to win trophies? In which case, and again, I know that it, he didn't put this in the letter, and I know that he's probably banking that nobody remembers that Greg Vanny set the goals for 2023 at the end of 2022. We, but we I remember very, very we well. We have VAR. We can we go back and look at those pre conferences. Yeah, we definitely can. So if that's the case, if Greg Vanny said these are the goals in 2023 and it looks very, very clear that he's not going to reach any of those goals, is that not the end of Chris Klein at the end of 2023? I mean, again, I know that Chris Klein is probably not be. thinking that, that that's what the goal is. But yes, the, but Greg Vanny has stated the goals in 2023. So if those goals aren't met... 
he steps aside. Now, again, aside, again, very vague term word, like, yeah, I'm still going to be here some sort of capacity, but, you know, although I kind of don't know what that means because he's already kind of said it where, yeah, you know what? I'm not really part of the soccer operations anymore. I'm literally just there for resources and, you know, money. I'm just handling the business side, which we've heard multiple times, you know? So it's so... I'm not really sure how much more to the side you could put yourself. So maybe he did really mean that I'm just going to, although maybe he just doesn't want to really come out and say different. Right. They're just so, saying it. But, but again, but again, it, you know, all of that stuff aside, the fact that he came out and said, Hey, I'm taking some accountability here is a change, right? Can we all agree on that? That's a change. Um, Cause before I, I, it was silence. I, I want to say that it it's nothing. not necessarily. I'm not really uh, sure if it's taking accountability completely. It's it's to me, it's like okay, here I'm gonna give you this, even though it's really nothing, and I hope you see it as me giving you something. That's kind of how I'm seeing it right now. Let me Just, double back here because I wanted to say my piece here. David said it that this the that the the letter was sent out backfired spectacularly. I mean, spectacularly to the point where if you thought that the boycott was at a a lull, like, okay, nothing is being done, nothing is happening, uh, it's just basically a standoff and, you know, eventually, you know, the stadium still looks full and I understand that the Galaxy are just giving away tickets, something that they, that they don't do, they're giving away tickets for El Trafico, which 100% has never happened before, you know, Take all that away. They're still basically at a standoff. No one is really moving. No one is really going to do anything. And if there was a morale issue as far with the fans or the supporter groups, where you know uh, how you know how much more uh, can we stay away? Is anything going to happen? Is anything going to budge? It, it lit a that fire. letter, lit a fire. that letter, basically galvanized the supporter groups and saying what we're doing is one hundred percent taking a toll and is one hundred percent working. And you hold the line at this point because. They're ready to crack. There, there, there's definitely cracks in that wall. It's going to come down at some point. And the letter is a direct result of it because if it wasn't for the boycott, if it wasn't for the pressure that not only the boycott and the supporters are putting on them, but the fact that everybody else – Herc has just basically become the the supporter group's champion. The mouthpiece, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, the athletic is talking. We talked about this. The athletic has gotten into this. Um, Well, let's uh, let's let's, let's talk about the phone call. Let's talk about the alleged phone call. Well, Um, that goes on. Well, I was going to build up to that because the letter was one thing. The letter was one thing. Doesn't happen without all this pressure coming up, right? Um, So this was, and depending on how you want to interpret this. You also try to like, okay, you know what? This is my offer. This is yeah. This is part of the negotiation process. I will resign if we don't meet said goals. I which say resign. Uh, I know, but uh, essentially, this is what he's trying to get the supporter groups to believe he's doing. No one That's bought it, saying. obviously. That's what I'm saying. But but it was like a peace offering. Like, okay, okay, look, this doesn't happen. I'll step away. Now, can you come back for this game, please? And, like, and we please come you, back for this we game. You, if we played Austin this week and LAFC next week, that none of that would have happened. Yeah, none of none that would have happened. No, none <laughs> it, of def- that it is definitely because it was the rivalry game. It was on national television. Everyone knows about it. I mean, it, it was pretty obvious that this was 
not only a reaction to the pressure, but a reaction to we need you back in the stands for this game. The stadium can be blacked out. The optics of this doesn't look good. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so there was that. And then, of course, the point that everyone kind of saw, especially the supporter groups and especially the, 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 the presidents of said supporter groups that were there in the meetings, it's like um, this ultimatum or this negotiation or this, uh, you know, uh, condition Shouldn't this have been brought up in meeting number one? Like, shouldn't Chris Klein have said, okay, look, meeting number one, if we, this is our goal, boom, 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 boom. If we don't reach that goal, I'll resign. Like, that should have been done in meeting number one. So, yeah, whatever was said in that letter, <coughs> it was all BS. Okay. So then that happens. Andrew posts his response, open letter. <laughs> well written, very as David said, very direct, very to the point. There's no vagueness, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's a complete rebuttal, and again, it galvanizes the supporters. It galvanizes it, uh, um, everyone else. Um, I mean, everyone ripped apart Chris Lyons' email, and we're not just talking about fans. We're talking about like Taylor Twelman, Hercules Gomez. We're talking about all the MLS heads. I mean, they just absolutely rip it apart. Did you did you just call him Chris Lying? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Andrew's letter obviously uh, was uh, was looked at with more uh, respect. There's it was more genuine. It was more you know uh, uh, just perfect letter. It's a perfect response. And then the alleged uh, phone call that ACB got. And the alleged, you know, uh, fact that Chicharito was part of that phone call, and again, and not sure if that happened or not. Uh, this is all obviously on social media. Everyone obviously knows that that rumor was floating around. It wouldn't surprise me because they've tried this before, right? They they, they tried to. Uh, they try move, to move Laton when he yeah. try to move uh, Lars right. over to V block. Yeah, so this is yeah. definitely one of their mm -hmm. tactics. I mean, it's failed spectacularly the first time, um, but I guess they figure this is ACB and not Lars, and let's go ahead and try it this time. Uh, again, not sure if that happened or not. Uh, can't it really did. confirm that, but it okay, did. so it okay, so it did. So we can confirm that it did. So. Not sure what was said. Not sure what was, unless someone knows that uh, about it. That you know, if you guys want to talk about it, I don't know the anything about I it. Can, the only thing I can say is that the call sounded dire. Okay, so which actually again goes in. And, and by uh, the way, by the way, this isn't Chicharito calling. This is Dan Beckerman, the CEO of AEG, the company that owns the. LA Galaxy. If they weren't worried about the supporter boycott, I'm sorry. The, the president or the CEO of one of the largest companies in the world doesn't call the president of ACB to please come back. Please come back for this game. We need you there. I'm sorry. That is, that is Way, 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 way above. Or sorry, I should say below. way below, below. Beneath, beneath a person at that level. That is 
that is responsible for the things that he's responsible for, that's well below what he's should be right. doing. Right. This is and it and it is a little bizarre because obviously Dan Beckerman knows what's going on. And the stubbornness of why not? Why can't you get rid of Klein? Find yourself another puppet, dude. You can find yourself another puppet that can make just as I'll much money. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it. I will do it. I will. I mean, I, I again. I, I've said this many times, and I will go back Actually, to no, it. No, just hire David. When, not you, Lewis. No. Okay. When Alexi Lalas was GM, he said it. The easy part. The easy part of that job was the money. You didn't have to do anything. The money just came in. The difficult part was putting a good product on the field, which is what ultimately costs him the job. Obviously, that philosophy has changed in that they don't care about the product on the field anymore, and they only care about the profit. But if it just comes naturally where you can literally just put a guy like me or David in that spot and we'd probably still be successful at it, come on. Find yourself somebody else. Find yourself somebody else at this point. It, it it really does boggle the mind that with everyone basically being against you, the entire, again, you're getting talking heads where there's very little support. And the people that are supporting you, by the way, are your arch rivals. Your arch rivals who are saying, we love Chris Klein. Klein, Klein that, is, that is like the biggest if That's not giveaway. an embarrassment in itself. Yeah. If that's not an embarrassment in itself. Cut ties. What what are you holding on to here? Yeah, I, mean, I don't it, know. It's, well, you know, it is. And, and, and I, to me, it, you wow. know. And, and the thing is, here's the thing. There's one thing I forgot to. There's one thing I forgot to bring up. Uh, I'm on a double back just a little bit. Going back to the uh, the, the Vanny comments at this point. Uh huh. The, the the going back to the Vanny comments. I had said, you know, he didn't have to defend Chris Klein. He didn't have to bring him up, but he did. He basically drew a line in the sand. And, you know, he uh, in his comments, he obviously he said a lot of stuff and there is context in there. So I will give him that. Um, but knowing very well that that, that that the words that were coming out of Vanny's mouth, whether we took it out of context or not, really did not rub the fans the right way. And then the social media team leading up to the. The, the 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 rivalry game decided to put a I don't know a, a hype video I don't, I don't think it was a hype video stressing unity and using those remarks which were divisive now there was a new manager of sorry superimposed uh, of, superimposed over video of those so right right um there was a new uh, head of marketing or senior vice president of marketing or whatever they brought in from the Washington Commanders. Uh, I, I don't remember his name. I don't care. I don't care. Officially, he was announced. So officially, he's in the job. If this is your first project, if this was your first, the first thing that you did as a social media manager, you need to quit right the fuck now. Because you're not it. You fucked up royally. That was one of the worst things I have seen 
And if that was like your introduction, you need to leave. If the, if uh, your it's not, job, it's not, it's not his introduction because I think he's been on the job for a while. They just got around to announcing him because, you know, that's that's, true. that's just what the galaxy does. I don't think right. that this is his first thing. But again, that was <clears throat> one of the worst it's, things it's, that it's, you could have done. It's and, unbelievably, it's unbelievably tone deaf. And as we talked about, the culture of this team is broken and and i think lewis you said it last year the devil changes you you don't change the devil i said it last and week i think this i know i know and i think this just kind of goes in with that whole narrative of like you know the culture the broken culture the way that they the 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 narrative that they want to push and and you know the just the, the tone deafness it's not so it's it has probably has nothing to do with that dude with will i don't know what's his name mistletoe or something, missile bro, mistletoe, it, something, whatever it was. It has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with the way that the team chooses to present themselves to the fan base and to their social media and whatever. So I will. I, I, I'm going to okay, ask you. So with all of that, with all of that, sorry, go, go ahead. Because let me ask you some game stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this because I I feel maybe obviously there's bias in 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 me, but. Based on that last social media post, based on Fanny's comments, I know that they know that the fans, or at least the supporter groups, or the more dedicated fans, the ones that support the boycott, did not like those comments. Greg Vanny ultimately drew a line in the sand. The organization, the social media team, played those comments back and stressed unity. Is it just me, or does it feel that the this, as you said, it's not the guy, it's the organization. Is it just me, or does it feel that now the organization's job on social media is to create that divide? To say, okay, obviously this goes out to the million uh, followers that we have. Supporter groups don't have a million members. The majority and the people that we play to... Um, the ones that we, you know, want to please, outnumber the hardcores. Does it seem that they also have drawn a line in the sand and saying you're either with this organization or you're with these supporter groups no, who are really I, I real don't fans? Think, I don't think that they're that because I kind of feel like they're trolling. Because like I feel like they're no. at this point they're either trolling the fans no, or they're basically drawing a line in it saying. You're with th- us or you're against us. I don't think they're intentionally doing that. And by and, and by do and, and one of the uh, examples is be they removed uh, Vanny's actual comment about I don't care. I I don't know. I, I'm paraphrasing. Like I don't care about the fans or something. He said I don't something. care who shows up. I don't, I don't care, care who, who shows, shows up. up. Is what and he then, said. Yeah. And then he and then he kind of doubles back at the next thing he says. Um, and they remove that from the actual um, full on phrase on the ad. So. You know, I think, right. I think, I think, I think they just. I mean, you guys are calling it tone deaf, but I, I be thinking, you mean, I mean, I think they're just trying to make a hype video and not trying. You know, I don't think they're intentionally trying to, to create a line in the sand and stuff. Well, and, I mean, and, they know and social and, media right now, I mean, look, anything they do, it's going to get nothing but negative comments in yeah. the threads. I mean, yeah. anything they do, if they just say, "Hey, a game's coming up this Sunday," it's going to be nothing but negative comments. It says, you know, or "Hi, hi, how's your Taco Tuesday?" Nothing but negative comments. It's just going to be that way. <laughs> I'm sorry if if Cosmo doesn't uh, tweet that and the Galaxy account tweets that. I think I'm going to be mad too. 
Uh, <laughs> See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think with I know, David I know, right I know. now, I'm, I'm joking. Right now, I'm joking. No, but but it's kind of true because, like, with David right now, like, I don't think there's like I don't think Galaxy can do anything that'll make him happy. Even if they get no, better right no. now, well, there's one specific thing they can do. You know what I mean? There's yeah, one, the one specific thing, thing that they I'm can saying, do that'll make people happy. And again, I just don't think that's gonna happen. But but I'm just saying, no. there's nothing. Like, if they can start playing really well, they can you know they can start winning the next four games. And I, I don't, just I don't see, see David getting upset. No, but I'm just saying, hypothetically, I could still see you being upset about it. That's the thing. Okay. Uh, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of the game stuff now. So um, obviously uh, a lot of the the fear or the the, the the narrative that was happening on social media was the stadium's going to get blacked out. LAFC is going to take over. And, and when you go into the stadium, I would say that it was a healthy mix, but I would say that the high ratio was LAFC fans. Um, there like was what? so what sixty forty. I would say yeah, somewhere around there sixty forty. It's hard to tell, and, but yeah, guesstimate. But but they had usually they have two of the upper level sections. I think they were bleeding into three, and they had two sections below in the corner below the the upper level. They were that, that I a mean, lot of people down there. Yeah. They had a lot of people, and when they scored that first goal. It was like um, like whack-a-mole. You saw all of the, the fans in black pop up, and they were throughout the whole stadium. Throughout the whole stadium. The yeah, one, on the broadcast, the you, one, you only hear them. <laughs> yeah. The, the, in, in 138, there was no LAFC fans. and But in 137 and in 136 and, and surrounding, all over the place. Um, in V-Block... There were no LAFC fans, although they did show some kids on TV with the fuck uh, Galaxy scarf in there. Way to go, parents, on that one. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, yeah. And then um, and out, out in the parking and everything, there was a big, like, like I think David said, healthy mix. There was a big mix yeah. of uh, even in, in groups, like people. But healthy, healthy being the key word, healthy being the key word, because yeah. it was it was a mix of like the, there was LAFC fans intermingling with L, with Galaxy fans saying, yeah, it's just like hanging out together. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. there was a lot of groups in the parking where everybody's tailgating and there's like everybody. It seemed like everybody had both LAFC and Galaxy fans in their yeah. mix. Like it, it was kind of odd but that's how big, it seemed <laughs> big 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 casual fan energy i would say uh because you know, i mean that's that's it that is where it is it is it is and, no, you're, and, you're, you're absolutely right and um what do you call it there was no there was no protest outside the stadium none and i think that was on purpose because i think if the galaxy protesters would have come out in force it would have prompted the LAFC fans to go and goat them into creating an incident. And I have to commend, if that was on purpose, I have to commend Galaxy supporter groups from abstaining from doing a protest because that could have been the most visible one for them to help their case. But I think it was asking for trouble. No, yeah, it was. And, uh, and the, they did a good not the right job of, yes. not, yeah, of, of not doing it. And really, like, you know, Elliot, you know, in, in the game leading up to it, you know, you have the climb in um, chants and, and all of that. And, the, you know, the, the, the people, I think they were chanting, like, we can't hear you before anybody else was in the stadium. Um, and they had that big show of force where they had, you know, as they were coming in, they had the big, like, you know, corridor of LAFC fans. All of that is fine. You know what? It's not about you guys, though. 
It's not about y'all. We you, we could give a fuck about them right now. I will say that. Actually, very true. In the game, I stood up and cheered Tyler Boyd's goal because that was a freaking golazo. That was a golazo. That goal was incredible. I mean, I, it's a golazo, but like for to me, the 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 best word to really describe it is a rocket. Like it was a yeah. golazo, oh, yeah. but it was but that's like a rocket. The the Delgado. I mean, goal, the, I mean, the 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 keeper got two hands on it. Still went in. Yeah. Still went I mean, in. Yeah, yeah. Still I mean, even in. the first attempt that the keeper actually got from Boyd, because he because Boyd also did another oh, yeah, outside another shot one, before right? that, and um, that, that was really good too. I'm like, more of that, please. Please. Uh, yeah, Ricky Poosh hits the post. Um, yeah, too bad I didn't the, hit the, the back of the goalie's head on that one. That, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Delgado goal, though. The Delgado goal. I didn't celebrate. I didn't get up. I didn't celebrate that. We were down. It was done. The game was over at 2-1, I think. Um, for me, the game was over at 2-1. Well, time when was that really, went really in. close to out. Like it was eighty seventh, me. No, 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 because I remember no, you yelling at me. Because I, I, like, I remember you yelling at me. Yeah. You were like, "Get up, cheer this, cheer this goal!" And I was, <laughs> and I was sitting there. I clapped a little, but I didn't get like overly excited because I knew it was just one of those consolation goals that wasn't going to change anything. And I think it was probably like in the sixty, like late sixties. That uh, well, that I mean, got scored had... because you did say, "Oh, there's still a lot of time." Delgado? And then you turned around. Uh, no, wasn't that the Delgado goal? The, the Delgado goal? goal was like the 85th minute, dude. There wasn't that much time left. I was telling you. Was oh, okay, like, but we did. But then Bobby. But, but then Bobby later told me, "Oh, if, if, if it's in the 80, if it's if it's past the 80th minute, then yeah, the game's over." Because I told him, you know, at the time, yeah, like, uh, the game's the goal, over, but, dude. Yeah, but we did. But even after, but even after that Delgado goal, we did have a few opportunities. On goal that they were really yes, pushing we through, did. and and it, it could have been really dangerous if we got him in. But you know, so I mean, it it, it could have happened, could have, but you know, ratio wise, it, you know, the game is done. But let's double back to the actual game, to the to yeah, right, right. Let's let's talk a little bit about. I think that the game. name. Of the, I think I the mean, name of this episode is double back. Double back. Oh, for sure. Double back. Um, listen, the, the, the thing about the game, um, I thought the galaxy overall, you know, we'll talk about the context of the game. The galaxy overall were good. I thought the galaxy played very good with urgency. Like I think we, we said at the top of the episode, um, and at, at times with urgency, um, but man, they created chances, you know, they had shots, all of those things that we've been missing. Why did it take this game for that to happen? Well, you I know, mean, if we, it's, 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 it's next week is going to be hugely indicative. But next week is hugely indicative of how all of this is going to play out in terms of the narrative. And that's what and that's why I'm saying, well, my prediction in balls of beers is saying if if this actually translates to another game that actually continues into the season. But I mean that, you know, that answer already. It's it's always it's always a different game with what? with the uh, traffic. It's but, but always what did I tell you, Bobby? That's the urgency. W- what did it's I tell you? If, like, if that galaxy, if no, that course. galaxy had we, shown we, up, we, in some be, of the, we would have wins. We should be number. We should be at the top of the table right now. And I think Vanny even mentioned. I wouldn't that. say like, that. He, he I said, wouldn't like, say if we that. Played the, well, if we played like that against all of the teams we played already this season, I, mean, the, I think we. Well, would. here's here's the thing, though. I mean, they 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 didn't play bad, right? I mean, they didn't play they. 
from me personally, I don't think they played spectacularly. No, I think yeah, that our either. expectations were so low that we, you know, especially coming off the Houston game, that literally connecting three passes and, and getting a shot off was, hey, look at that. So, you know, for me, did they play did they play well? Like, okay, that's again, that's relative. Like, I guess compared to the team you were playing against, yes. Compared to how you have been playing, yes. But I don't think they played anything spectacular. They played, you know, fine. Um, and I I still admit that, okay, look, you made mistakes, costly mistakes, and good teams make you pay for those mistakes. LAFC is a good team. You lost against Seattle. Why? They had two chances, and guess what? They both came from mistakes, and Seattle capitalized on them. Good teams capitalize on these mistakes. You played Kansas City, the only team that is officially below you in the standings. And when you played them, they had 34 shots. 34 shots that you allowed. Literally any other team. And they, and they couldn't capitalize. And they did not capitalize they did a not capitalize. single one. Any other team, they would have capitalized multiple times. So imagine if LAFC had 34 shots against the Galaxy. This would have been probably six, seven, I mean, eight, nothing. Opoku could have scored that number four. Right. And he definitely. messed up and then got immediately subbed out of the game because of yeah. how bad that was. Yeah. Not really sure um, what happened there, but he I just mean, missed. That, that, so, I mean, the, the Galaxy, again, relatively to the way we've been playing, considering the opponent, yeah, you played good. But I don't, I, I'm not going to say like, oh my God, this is a turning board. Oh my God, look at this. Like, yes, no, they have not, been underperforming. Yeah. But this is also not the performance that, uh, again, not, they played well. A, but I don't think it's it was anything it, spectacular that we should be like, oh yes, there it is. Well, Let me give you the a, stats. It's not a turning point, um, but it is, It is again, what we've been talking about in other games, other than the meltdown game, um, uh, incremental uh, uh, just incremental movement. I mean, to, in this game, at least in the before we even got our uh, the the goal scored on us. I mean, Ricky Pouge was on a tear, and his assists. I mean, his eye is not assist because there's not assist, but I mean, his passes were just like wonder passes. They were incredible. Um, he 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 had an incredible that, game. That one that Chicha should have finished. Yeah. I mean, like what a pass, God! Chicha should have finished that one, and it just goes to show you he's not in form right now. Yeah. Um, it's just, it was literally his first start. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, look. You gotta finish those chances. Okay. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, if you're if you're getting paid the money that the Galaxy are paying you, and you're a DP, and everyone's been like, okay, our offense is is the way it is because our DP striker is not I mean, on the he's field, human. and he's he comes human. in. We've talked I about get this. it, but it doesn't yes. matter. I get he's it, but human, that's but I get he it, but needs to he needs need to, to finish that, that chance. He, need he needs that. to one hundred percent finish that chance. Let me get into some stats here, because um, well, sixty six percent possession for the Galaxy. Um, you know, maybe in Greg's mind, uh, they dominated the game. Oh, right? he talked about that. Oh, he did? oh, oh, oh he yeah. talked about. Oh, oh wow, yeah. we we dominated the game. We had this. We had that. We created yeah, a lot yeah. of chances. Well, let, I mean, we let, were the let, team. let me get let, let, let me let me go ahead and give you the rest of it because uh, again, uh, according to uh, Greg Vanny, um, being the better team means holding the ball more. Not necessarily doing anything with it; it's just holding the ball more. Um, I, I did say I wanted to go back and look at. Uh, it's too far. I, I don't want to do it anymore. I will go back and look at the Galaxy's games. Every single Galaxy game, they have had more possession. 
and they're winless in seven. So, you know, maybe in, in Greg Banny's mind, you know, having more possession means winning the game. I don't know. The rest of the stats don't really go in that way. Total shots. Well, LASC outshot the Galaxy 18 to 14. Um, nine shots on target for LAFC, while only five for the Galaxy. Big chances created. Again, I'm not really sure what the metric is for uh, what what uh, uh, constitutes a big chance, but big chances created. Each team had three, and each team missed two. I can only think of Chicha's miss. I can think of uh, Poku's mix. I don't know what other ones that they missed, but apparently they scored one of those big chances, uh, I have to assume. I don't, I don't think the Ricky Poo's shot is a big I don't chance. Th- because I don't think so either. It's, 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 it's a low percentage shot, and even hitting the post, was a, it's not even considered a shot on yeah. goal. Um, expected goals. Even with, again, less possession, they outshot you. Expected goals for LAFC was 2.24, while the Galaxies was 1.55. Almost a whole goal difference. So if you're going by that, that's, the that's score... That's the game, a whole goal. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the scoreline was fair, right? Um, if, again, you want to play Vanny here, well, if Chicha had made his goal, and if we didn't make that penalty, and we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot, which, again, all of these are true... But it's but time. Exactly. You can't say you. I don't know who's. I want to say it was Christian Miles when you, who said when you this. Have, it might have been someone when else. You have, when you when 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 you have the odd game where that happens, you know, where you go, oh man, that we got hard done by the yes. Oh man, we made that mistake. Oh, we had a bad bounce. But it's happening every, every single yeah. game. Yeah. So I, I so think it's it was no longer. It's it's no longer a. Oh man, we're having bad luck right now. No, you're creating that luck. Yes, Lewis. What do you talk about? The luck. The good teams create the good luck for themselves. Bad teams create bad luck for themselves too. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. That, and, that's, and, that's 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 what it is. Uh, and that's I think what I was on, going on with. News across the galaxy. Sorry, I think it was on news across the galaxy. Um, Willis was talking about how um, LAFC for that opening goal they got a lucky bounce. And why was Carlos? You know they were. Talking about why was Carlos Vela so open? I was like, oh, it was a lucky bounce. It was a deflection. No, that was designed. Carlos Vela was open on the right side. Movinga steps in to try to help Jalen Neal because Jalen didn't step up quick enough. Um, and instead, he was trying to contain. Mavinga didn't trust him. He steps in, leaves Vela wide open out on the right side. The ball gets cycled out to him. He brings the ball back. You know, Mavinga goes out wide to meet him he put he cycles the ball back into the center Mavinga completely leaves him by himself as if he forgot that's Carlos Vela out there on the left side where you know he's gonna put in that curler off his left foot every single time the ball sure gets deflected and gets out to him but at no point should that guy be left alone right um, I mean yeah, it's he basically was open you create yeah acres uh, you're creating is- your own bad luck yeah, I mean, uh, luck is obviously a big factor in sports, especially in soccer. I don't think uh, luck plays more of a factor in soccer than any other sport. And so, but yeah, you create your luck. You create yeah, those lucky bounces. Um, I think I've said this analogy before as well. Like, you know, those 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 bad hops uh, in, on, on a baseball diamond in the infield. Those bad hops and, oh, there's nothing you can do about that. Why is it that those really good third basemen, those Hall of Fame third basemen and those Hall of Fame shortstops, 
Why didn't they ever have bad bounces? What a coincidence, right? Like, so yeah, you kind of create your luck there. Um, but based on what you were saying, you know, uh, Christian, I think it was Christian Miles. It's it, either he said it or maybe he retweeted it and he commented on it. But someone said basically the same thing. If 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 you're losing these games by margins, whether it's a bad call, whether it's a lucky bounce, whether it's a you know you shot yourself in the foot, whether it's a freak, whatever it is, whatever excuse that Greg Vanny has come out for this seven uh, game uh, winless streak. You could use it for one, but seven games, regardless of how marginal it is, this is now on you. Why haven't you fixed those yeah, margins? It's a pattern. It's become a Why pattern. have you not fixed those, those margins? I'm sorry. Like at this point, it's, it's not about luck. It's not about whatever it is that Greg Vanny thinks it's about. And I don't, again, I don't care how legitimate of a gripe he has with the refs. I don't care how legitimate it, uh, the stuff that he's saying, they're excuses. Shut up and win. Shut up and win. Um, right now, the Galaxy are currently 0-7. Worst start since, I believe it was 1997. And I actually didn't realize this, but there was a streak where the Galaxy went winless in nine under Greg Vanny. And they're approaching it. Uh, this was back in 2021. They're, they're, uh, yeah, if I you remember that. one Wasn't of them. that long ago? <laughs> Yeah, wasn't yeah, that long two ago. years ago. It was a great <laughs> two years ago. One of the metrics. So remember, one of the metrics that they hit is they wanted to hit a certain metric uh, in 2020, or sorry, in 2021 when Vanny was first, that was his first year, right? Um, there was they they didn't want to lose more than two games or one game in a row, right? They never wanted to lose two games in a row. They made it halfway through the year before they lost two games in a row. They also wanted to be at a certain point threshold. By midseason, and they hit it, and then they fell off. They hit that seven game or nine yeah. game uh, win the streak. Um, those again, those were tangible metrics that you could that we knew about that we could look at and judge the team based on that. And now it's like literally the only uh, the only goal let's that was publicly in the made. Playoff. Yeah, let's advance and, in the playoffs. And the funny thing is, is that like when Greg Vanny is whining. By the way. Sasha Kleshin also came out and said about Greg Vanny's comments, said it was bullshit and whiny. Yeah, I know, Bobby, you have an issue with Hercules Gomez just kind of like repeating stuff that, that you think he's he's kind of heard on social media. Again, like this is a guy with an inside track on, you know, he's played for this team. He was there when the team was successful for for part of it before they let him go. He, you know. I <laughs> When Sasha's out there, I mean, Sasha is as close as you can get to it without hearing from a current player. You know, that was his coach last season. That was his coach literally last year. A few months ago. And the fact that he calls him out on this, it's just, it's... It, it's it should be eye opening right it there. Speaks it should be very much it speaks volumes. Yeah, one hundred percent speaks well, volumes. I mean, he was anyway. He, he was in that team that they lost all those games. Yes. So, I'm, so he 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 knows things from you know. It, First person experience from yeah exactly, and the fact that and he knows Greg Vanny better than you know anyone who has been talking outside of you know whoever's on the team right now. So for him to say and come out and say yeah that that was bullshit and whiny, 
David said, that that speaks volumes. That's eye-opening right there. Um, and he says it on uh, 360. It's like, the you know, he, he said it to the entire league. Yeah. Um, when is 360 so anyway, start but, but, doing replays? Because I haven't seen anything come up yet. I, I, think, I think they had now. just. Said I think it. they're available now. Like this week, because I was checking mm-hmm. today, and I because yeah. I know I want to. I want to. I <laughs> I haven't delved into like oh yeah, let's watch this five hour show. Uh, you know <laughs> right exactly. No, I'm, I'm yeah, not sure I want to do that for sure. But yeah, I, I wish it could be like the podcast where I can just watch it at you know one and a half speed because mm. so that way right it'll be yeah that would be that'd digest. be really 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 cool option. Um, um, and you can probably skip the ads too, so that would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I do want to check and, and rewatch 360 for sure. Uh, if not, I'll go go back and watch MLS recap and and uh, or 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 what is it MLS, MLS review. review or a recap? One or of them is really yeah. really boring. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, one of them is boring, and the <laughs> other one is pretty good. Like one of them almost put me to sleep. All right, guys, let's do this. Who is the best rider, highest rated player? Oh, Bobby and I are in agreement on this one. Jalen Neal. Jalen, it's Jalen. Ricky Pouge. Yeah, I was going to yeah. tell you that. I was like, I think it's Ricky, but we love Jalen's But no, it's Jalen. I don't give. The a, whole game. I don't care what the numbers say. It's Jalen. <laughs> He had an amazing game, I thought. Who was the lowest rated player? God damn it, you're gonna say Jalen Neal, but uh, you know, Klinsman and then <laughs> um, Klinsman and then are we gonna count Efrain Alvarez or or uh, you know no, no no you know who is my ra- lowest rated player for this game? Chicharito. Cause he because aside from the goals, aside from the you know his 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 lack of pressure in front of net, he made some god awful passing decisions. Um, dang, I'm gonna go with Mavinga, but Mavinga wasn't on the whole game, was he? No, he came in for no, Sega he came got in hurt. For him. Yeah, Sega he got uh, Sega came in for him. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Mavinga because yeah, I can't think I, right I, now. I thought, I thought Mavinga was pretty good, except for leaving he, Carlos Villa completely by himself. I think he was 50 50, to be honest, but when it comes to the back line, I, I he thought it would be my least honestly. I thought Mavinga had a pretty decent game as well. I, I, I actually think he kind of surprised me. Here's the thing. Lowest rated player. Uh, Memo Rodriguez at 6.4. You know, and, I, yeah, I, he was, I, I he was no pretty problem. bad. The, yeah, I have no problem with Memo, but we really need someone with better quality than him. Yeah, of course. It, it, well, it was well, yeah. the curse of the preseason, Bobby. Remember, Kevin Cabral had a great preseason last year. Uh, Memo Rodriguez had a great preseason this year and then <laughs> fell off a cliff. Yeah, I guess. After Rodriguez, there's three players at 6.9. Mavinga was one of them. Chicharito was the other one. And Jalen Neal was a third. By the way, Klinsman got a 7.5. I don't know how, but he got a 7.5. I'm assuming he made a lot of saves. Uh, Seven. He made seven saves, but he let two goals in. So I don't know. But he had a 7.5. Uh, yeah, he did. Oh, he made uh, he one did. on Jalen Neal. <laughs> that, uh, also that. Um, okay. Obviously, there's more than just the eye test that goes into uh, determining uh, a, a player's rating. Let's talk about Jalen Neal here. I don't know how he gets a 6.9. Uh, maybe it is because two goals were allowed on the defense. I'm not entirely sure. By the way, do you know how many how many passes? And I know most of them are not going to be like line breaking passes or anything. Do you know how many passes Jalen Neal completed? Anyone want to take a guess at the like 18. accuracy percent? Uh, I'm going to guess since he had a poor rating. I'm going to say 
somewhere in the 50% range. Oh, I didn't say percentage. I said number of passings. But anyways. 58 out of 59. 58 out of 59 passes completed. For so like a 90-something percent pass. 98, awesome. 98% uh, passing accuracy. And again. How's the like, rating so low? They're not like, again, line breaking. He's not like the, you know, he's not the Ricky Pooch where he's going to like, you know, whatever. He create, he did create one chance though. Um, yeah, he almost scored, right? Uh, not uh, on us. On no. Side, oh, that's different. That's, that's not yeah. worth the, uh, losing. Two out of three, two out of three accurate long balls. So the one bad pass that he made was a long ball. So there's that. Three out of three tackles won, one clearance, one interception, six recoveries. Three out of four ground ground duels won. One out of two aerial duels won. He did not commit a single foul. And somehow he gets a 6.9. I don't understand what the numbers are there. Uh, he had the most tackles out of anyone, which is two. I don't understand how that's, that's he's like, uh... as low as he is. Uh, because Edwards got 7.0. Caligari got 7.0. And as I said, Neil and Mavinga got six point nine, so they're basically even. But maybe, maybe it was that near own goal that, that did him in. But Jaylen like that's, Neal, that's like near like Julian Araujo numbers from you know like peak Julian Araujo. Right. The th- well, but then again, also Julian Araujo moved forward. He actually had a different dynamic to his game. Jalen Neal is a center back. He's not necessarily going to move up the way Caligari, yeah. Edwards, or even though you know, I was Araujo surprised there was a moment up. he was up top, and then I think he said he gave it to uh, Puj. I was like, what? What's Jalen doing up yeah. here? Yeah, I think he had like two out of two dribbles completed. And again, I I don't know what that again what what that means. I guess that number seems kind of low. Look, Jalen Neal has been probably the brightest spot on this team in a cesspool of garbage that has surrounded it. Ricky Puj did have his best game this season by far. That MVP-type performance that he talked about in the preseason, the way he wants to win everything. If he played like that in every game, yeah, you're probably going to have some wins under your belt. Ricky Puj was on a different level this game. Um, he was the highest rated player at 8.5. He also had a yellow card, by the way. So I actually brought his rating down. Um, I also think it's because because of the addition of Chicha being in there. Because, I mean, LAFC gave Ricky Pooch so much space. Especially in the I first agree. 25 minutes or so. My goodness. And, and, and when they did crash on Ricky Pooch, he was able to get out of it. He looked very, very much motivated. Um, again, and not the same Ricky Pooch that we have seen in the previous six games. I know that he was trying, but it was. But I think Bobby is correct. I think the addition of Chicha, and I even said it, like, you're missing Chicharito here. He changes the dynamic of the game. I don't care if jo- Jovalich or Chicharito are the same player and that they're both poachers. There is a different dynamic the, when one player is on that field. The, and the it's, it's goal, obvious. Like, the Delgado goal, I think, is is also indicative of that. I mean, yeah. because the guys were yes. all over Chicha and then boom, Delgado's free. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely 100% changes the dynamic. So I will give you that maybe Ricky Puj definitely missed Chicharito, and right. I, I think that was b- basically pretty obvious. But let me go back to Neil here. In a handful of games, Jalen Neal has become the best defender this Galaxy team has. He's normally, the better as a rookie. Yes. Normally, normally, I would say 
that doesn't say a lot. Look at the Galaxy defense, right? Yeah, it's not really that difficult to outshine the Galaxy defense as a whole. But this is one where I'm like, nope. This is all the credit to this kid. This is all Jalen Neal right here. This kid is playing like he's been there, like he belongs. That's, a, that's a man. That's a man, Lewis. That is a, that, that, that is, that is a yes, man. That is a man. That is 100% a man. He doesn't have time for video games. A grown-ass man doing grown-ass man things. Balling up in MLS. He is, at 19 years old, the captain of that back line. 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, the mistakes that you saw from Edwards, from Cáceres uh, last week, Jalen Neal is I'm not going to say he's beyond them. Obviously, Casares has been around the game. But, but this I mean, kid looks like he's been around the game he shows he longer. Has more experience than, than our veterans this Yeah. In these up in the these last few games. The guy has a, a hell of a head on his shoulder. It looks like his IQ is high. Um and is obviously his ceiling is also high. Um, this kid is going to be you doing know, things. This kid is going to be, he's already played on, you know, the youth uh, national teams. Uh, he, national he has, team. um, he has, no, he has, he's, uh, he's oh yeah, next, he, he wasn't, he's going to be the next good, like great center back. I I, I mean, I, I want to say that this kid is probably not going to stick with the galaxy very long. <laughs> I was just going to, I was just going to say that. Yeah. So, so Josh, I think on his pod last week or, or, or whatever, talked about how Jalen Neal is going to be, um, with the galaxy for as long as he wants to be there. And that made me worry. Cause I'm like, Oh, that might not be very long because uh, <clears throat> if, if this cesspool continues to swirl around, he's going to want to get the hell out of there. Of course. Um, I mean, that's just like, that's like a no brainer. It's another thing to say, I'm going to go out and, you know, I don't want to be the big fish in a small pond. I want to go out there and challenge myself and play in some of the biggest teams in the world. If I can get to, well, you know, if I can get to a Real Madrid, why wouldn't I try to get into Real well, Madrid, they, right? They did, they did have a, they did have post game comments with him. And uh, one of the questions was uh, what, what part of his game does he need improvements? And he said, everything. I need an improvement yeah. in everything. Um, and the kid, other thing, what, the other thing, what kid could say that? And then the what other man, thing, what man could say that? And the other thing too is that I don't know. I, I know David's going saying cesspool and everything, um, but I mean, he really spoke out about uh, their relationships with the other players on the team, and um, he's 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 I don't know. That's sounding kind of unified at the moment when when from what he's saying in the post game comments um, because of everything you know all every, you know all the shit I, that they're going through. Here's the thing: I don't doubt that they're not united because as players like in the in in that kind of bubble they would be united because they do feel that there's adversity happening but are they united in defending themselves as players are they united in defending the galaxy as a team or and are they united as defending the well, galaxy I'm, as I'm an organization as, because there's well, a big difference i'm seeing the I'm galaxy the a, team and the galaxy the organization well, I'm, I'm seeing it as a team i'm seeing it as a team i'm seeing it as a team especially a lot of the post game comment well at least post game posts from the team teammates that have been putting out things uh it seems very very like uh let's do this guys let's be unified duh, 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 duh. we're gonna get this going blah 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 um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I definitely see this team fighting for as, the t as the team is what you're asking, but yeah, for the team, but yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, as as I think as the organization, that's separate from them. Yeah, I don't. That's I'm not getting that vibe at all. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to see you know Jalen out there defending Chris Klein. Is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I hope he's not. De- he's definitely. He's defending. He's defending their their play. I don't think Jalen's tone deaf. No. <laughs> But um, yeah. So I mean, other than I mean, other than those, I mean, I can't believe Raheem is 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 rated so highly on the back line. Yeah, he was the one yeah. that threw that ball in to Sega, God. which turned into First of all, that, that was a bad throw in. It was a bad throw in. They should have called it back for a bad throw in. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you know, it's like traveling. They don't call it. Uh, second, um, it's yeah, it's 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 just an overall bad situation. You know, it just it just. Why is he doing that? It reminds me of that time that, uh, you know, uh, who was it? Was it Bingham or God? Was it Bingham at that time? It was Benedo that was tying his shoe, and he looks and they're about to take the throw in. And I think it was actually Cole was was gonna throw it in, and Pinedo's like, "Wait, I'm tying my shoe," and then he throw and then Cole throws the ball in. I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You remember that? Yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> yeah. I do, yeah, exactly. I do now. <laughs> Under that pressure, like just throw it up, the up the line. That's it. That's all you have to do. It relieves the pressure. It, I mean, obviously, it doesn't create that goal, but yeah, it's just they're shooting themselves in the foot. It was. It, I mean, that moment was Constantly. just. I mean, that moment was just. Uh, it was very. I mean, I guess what I mean within the field was like an unprofessional thing. He moved. He threw the ball way before Sega was ready. He even looked unready when he threw the ball. Like he just. He seemed kind of just like guessing. He's like, someone's going to be there. And it just, ah, ah. So, so I can't believe he's, of, as a back line, he got like higher, highest rated. Speaking of Sega. So I had asked um, a couple of weeks ago, I had mentioned that, you know, don't know where he's at. Don't know if he's injured. Uh, we were told that he was in, in, um, in France, taking care of some personal things. Um, and I had said, you know, obviously different coaches have different philosophies as how they want to handle this, where Sega was, at the beginning of the season, presumably, the starter. You know, he's on the starting 11 to begin the season, but doesn't uh, start the season uh, because he was away from the team. Um, Cáceres and Mavinga uh, start. Mavinga has bad games and Jalen Neal, or Wait, I don't know if he was benched or something happened to Mavinga. Did he get injured? And yeah, he got, it made, he got it injured. Paved? He got, yeah, okay. he got injured. Yeah, okay, so it he got injured. Non, it was a non-contact injury, though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right, thing. that's right. Yes, yes, yes. And then Jalen Neal comes in, steps in. And then I had asked, okay, so how does Greg Vanny do this? Do you stick with the hot hand and that Jalen Neal is holding his own and fighting for that spot? Or, you know, is he one of those coaches where that doesn't believe that it doesn't matter? You know, this guy was started at the beginning of the season. And I'm not going to let an injury or personal issue, um, you know, um, get in the way of this guy's starting position because he had it at the beginning of the season. Sega comes in, two goals were scored. I think it's pretty safe to say that Sega lost the starting spot. Um, right. Okay. I don't think he was going to get the starting spot anyways once Martin was back, to be honest. Um, I, I, I really don't think he was going to come back. I mean, I got to, I mean, he didn't, I mean, there were some mistakes, but I do got to give it to uh, his last play uh, when he was one on one with Buanga. I think it was like really late, late in the game. It was in the 90th minutes where, where, uh, where uh, LAFC could have completely 
made another goal. So he he did stop he did stop Buanga really late in the game. And it was pretty good, pretty good work. Um, I I think it's interesting that both times, um, you know, we're talking about a player who was directly responsible for a a bad situation that led to a goal. Um, it's Sega again. The last time he played for the Galaxy was in that playoff loss at LAFC, and he gave up the corner that led to the winning goal. And in this situation, he gave up the penalty that led to a goal. It wasn't the winning goal this time, but again, it's the same player. It's unfortunate for him, you know, when you look at it and tell a story like that. Um, but I, you know, I feel like this is probably going to be the last year that we see Sega, whether he he wins the starting job or not. I feel like yeah, his time I, is I, kind I, of is is played out with with this team. Um, I, I can't see him, you know, sort of, especially with the up and coming. Uh, you know, Jalen Neal, and um, you know, I don't think that Casades is obviously going to stick around. I don't think Mavinga is going to stick around. So we got to find another partner for Jalen Neal. Once again, we have have we really be- rebuilt that defense? I don't think we have. Well, the thing is, is that I mean, if, if we're to believe that Jalen Neal is not going to be with the Galaxy for much longer, um, you might have to pick up two center backs. <laughs> I don't think it's oh who well, do we partner Jalen Neal? We don't know that. No, Nobody, expect, we don't know that we're scouting Jalen Neal. Another we don't know. Well, I mean, we don't Jaylen know that be yet. At least two years, hopefully, at least because we'll I mean, see. yeah, he, we'll I mean, see. Because those years, I mean, he's still going to be developing, and I'm pretty sure like whoever scouting him is still really wants to see while that flourishes. Um, and I mean, it, right? I, to be honest, I mean, it's working out for him right now. You know, I mean, unfortunately, in, in bad games, but yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, we Bring saw we saw a time where, where Julian Araujo didn't make one single step wrong for like right. six games, and then started to kind of like you know have his mistakes. Sure, I mean, and, you know, human, you know yeah. I, I, again. So I, I don't I don't doubt that you know that's going to come for Jalen because he's human. He's you know he's going to get fatigued or burned out or whatever it is, uh, or or you know people are going attackers are going to figure him out. Um, he'll have his his he'll take his lumps, but I think that having him. In that spot is like the positive thing for the galaxy right now. Well, yeah, like I said, it's the one bright spot in the galaxy uh, uniform right now. Um, speaking of bringing in players to reinforce, Greg Vanny in the conference, uh, that infamous conference, also said that he's still looking to get one or two players yep. in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mr. Vanny, you literally know. have seven <laughs> days left. As of this recording, you literally have a mm-hmm. week with very little rumor coming out. I'm not really sure what is happening here. There was the – I think we talked about it last week that there was a guy coming in, but that he uh, – the team didn't want to sell him now. They wanted to wait to the summer, and obviously the Galaxy cannot do that, so they declined the offer. There's literally been nothing else. And obviously the, the, the only position that you're – or you should be thinking about um, bringing in reinforcements is a winger. It's the only position right now that's like, okay, we need one very, very badly. There's literally no other whispers. There's literally seven days left for this to happen, and he wants to bring in two players. Um, I want a toilet seat made out of gold, but it's not going to happen. It doesn't really look like this is happening. Um, obviously, anything is but possible. But mean, if, but if it does, he says, I mean, it almost right? seems like it's a. Uh, it's a 
if you're going into that zero hour, right, you're going into that final deadline where there's no legitimate rumor, there's nothing there like, hey, talks have have. have do you think um, we're waiting? Do you think we're waiting for an agent to present a player to us? In the what way I was, what I was gonna say, Costa? What, what I was gonna say is, if you do sign a player within the last two days, it may be a desperation signing. So and was, again, that's it's, what I was going to ask you if you thought it was going to yeah. be that, or if you think there's something that's been like really tucked in the pocket. I know you guys. Um, don't do I, that at all. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not if at all. Have anything yeah. tucked in the pocket other than lint. No, because um, something would have leaked out by now. Something would have leaked maybe. out by now. Or, or it's a player that's just under the radar. Nobody's really thinking about that. You know, player is not like a, a sought after player. Um, in which case, you guys it, it, it should have been brought in anyway. Either way, it's going yeah, it, it to happen. Guys, what do you guys think about Julian Ade? <laughs> what, what did you guys think about his debut, Julian Ade? It was fine. I think I think he was kind of the same for me How uh, when Caligari came in. Like, like he was good. He wasn't bad. He was okay. I can see him get growing. Um, he looks really, really young. But, yeah. Told you. I'm fine with Younger him. Younger than Ricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with him. I, He's I, cool so far. I think that there was, there was moments where I saw him looking – to to make plays and quickly recognize like oh they don't get that that guy doesn't get what I'm trying to do oh, so I should try and like yeah, he doesn't understand my language like, <laughs> or or just yeah like it, like well no but language, I mean there's still you know what I mean but there's yeah, still play, playmaking uh, language that, is what I mean yeah <laughs> I don't know man I mean we're talking about. Chicharito speaks Spanish. Ricky Pooch speaks Spanish. Uh, no, I'm not talking uh, verbally. I'm talking about playmaking, playmaking language, oh, like oh, language. My language, like like. I think, uh, I think with with uh, without it, uh, same thing. I think what Bobby said. He he's fine. He looks like he he, he can uh, eventually grow into this team and be much better. Uh, Caligari, obviously, uh, week in week out, seems to be getting a little bit more footed. Um, not necessarily the the standout that you know everyone was like hoping for, but you know I think again it's it, it, it's a it's another solid piece. I mean, he came in the um, game. What comes kind of out standout because he's gonna make you know I mean no no I know I know I mean he could have easily become a, a really really quick hero if he would have scored against LAFC in his debut and you know if it ended up being either the game winner and kissed the badge I don't, I don't really <laughs> and kiss the badge yeah. yeah I don't know I couldn't I, I don't know I never expected him to be that type Ricky. of player to do that anyways. Ricky did that, right, Lewis? I mean, Bobby, you said Ricky like Yeah, so after he, um what happened? There there was a scuffle, but oh, uh he got he got clipped on the ground and then he ended up getting a yellow card and he was really pissed off and I think he heard some some someone in the stand say something and he turned around and he started cussing at them and flipped them off and grabbed his badge and said like, you know, shut up or whatever and then walked right back into the into this into the field or in the pitch. But uh, they show a little bit of that in the broadcast. Just a little. They cut away when he turns around and he flips the kid off or whoever off um but yeah i was like dude he's fired up he's out there going. i mean Pooj was fired fired up the majority of the game i mean there was times in the second yeah. half he kind of disappeared for a little while until until we started that big push again but yeah do we have anything else uh no where were you where were weren't you we play Austin we yeah, play yeah, Austin yeah. next week by the way so we're playing Austin but another Just, another home game another yeah. home game which by the way we've had now what, what are we three home games and three away uh four away no no is it three away Lewis you know this I do uh let me see so the Galaxy have played three at home four on the road 
Okay, so three at home, four on the road. So next week is the 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 game that evens us out. And according to Greg Vanny, four, you know, four. it's really hard to play on the road in MLS. You know, two games on at home. You know, what kind of record do you think a team with two games at home is going to have? Um, again, another God. Uh, you, you know, it, we very much will we'll get blocked by another podcast, but just another excuse of you know things. But but now we're going to be even four games at home. Uh, and four games on the road. So we play Austin. We have our predictions in and balls and beers. I do think that this is a game where the Galaxy, if they play with the kind of intensity, the kind of urgency, the kind of, you know, ganas that they played against LAFC, they have a chance to finally get their first win. Maybe that takes the pressure off of um, Vanny. Maybe that starts to kind of loosen things up a little bit. Um, I don't think that's going to win anybody back. But uh, if we go, if we lose again, then that flame is really going to get turned up. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not sure if this game is going to change everything. But yes, the flame is getting turned up. Um, this game is another is another opportunity to, to for Chicha to come out and show a little bit more leadership in this game again and uh, try to carry this team a little bit on his back. Um, so we'll see. Let's see if the if Ricky gets a bit more space because I mean, if he, if Ricky can play the way he played against Austin, then it's it's. I mean, come on, we should we should rip it apart. Um, I actually really enjoyed in this last game, of, even though not every every attempt worked out. But Boyd and Chicha, their little connection, it, it seemed they had like nice little creative flows. I mean, not again, not every little moment actually turned out well. Um, but I did like uh, what I was seeing there, and I hope something happens yeah, there. Yeah, to start to that, yeah, you know, so, starting to develop. Yeah, so I'm hoping um, the galaxy translates, you know, the what they what how they played last week, just like David said, into this one, and they should. This is a game that this is the game that you should be taking advantage of. Um, and then uh, we should be seeing Zardes right coming back, saying hello for a little bit because he's with Austin, right? Oh, that's right. He's with Austin. Uh, yeah. Is he with Austin now? Yeah, he is yeah. with Austin now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So he'll be coming home for a little bit. So hopefully, don't score on us. But yeah. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, I again, like, I think, uh, I think I've hit that apathy point. I think uh, after the game, I was neither mad nor nor sad or anything. I was just kind of, I expected it, but here we are, moving on to the next week. Uh, Lewis, for this any last words to show up? <laughs> uh, Nope, still indifferent. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode... I already forgot what episode... 294. All right, guys. Say goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.